research has shown that people worry about a lot of unnecessary things. It's estimated that things which never happen make up 40% of our worries. Things already passed which can't be changed or corrected, 30%. 12% are needless worries about our health. 10% are petty miscellaneous worries, and only 8% are considered real and legitimate worries. Today on Grace Notes, Barbara Sandbeck will address the subject of worry. Is this something you find yourself doing? Then stay tuned for some promises from the Bible to soothe your worries. There's a lot of talk about stress these days. There's good stress, the kind that makes you perform better, and there's bad stress, the kind that shuts you down. Through experience, I've concluded that stress is often the outcome of worry. A synonym for the word worry is anxiety. Proverbs 12.25 says, An anxious heart wears a man down. Worry begins in the mind and manifests itself in the body in the form of stress, which then taxes all our major systems. Now, I tend to get stressed out when I'm either unconfident, uninformed, or unprepared. So, let's address these issues. Proverbs three twenty-five and 26 states where we should place our confidence. It says, Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. The psalmist who wrote Psalm 42 was in a real dilemma. He'd been exiled to a land where familiar things of God were gone. He could no longer lead worship in the temple. He was yearning for the past. Sleep eluded him. He was depressed. It was obvious that stress had taken its toll on his body when he wrote, My bones suffer mortal agony. But he found the cure for his depression. Listen to his words. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. The prophet Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. He was a very young man and called to be a prophet during one of Israel's darkest periods. He was forbidden to marry, so he faced much loneliness, along with beatings, imprisonments, and rejection, and the apparent failure of God's faithfulness. Jeremiah had no visible evidence of God's faithfulness. He couldn't say he trusted God because he could figure it all out. Rather, he chose to trust God because he is God, and he cannot lie. So he wrote in Lamentations three twenty-one through 24 This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I have hope in him. Put your hope and expectations in God and not yourself. Paul said, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. When we cast all our anxieties on him, we can expect to receive what the antonym for the word worry or anxiety is, peace. Listen to how Philippians 4, 6 connects these two opposites. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. 
We've got to stop the what ifs. God promises to give us what we need when we need it, not before. Why worry about things that might not happen? These are the joy stealers. A young woman told me that she'd been worrying for 23 years that she'd contract a disease from her dad. This had caused her not to be able to even enjoy her children. Matthew 6:31 through 34 says, "Do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Your heavenly Father knows that you need them, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own." And do I know that? Matthew 6:11 says, "Give us this day our daily bread, not weekly, monthly, or yearly." Remember, God provided manna for the Israelites in the wilderness on a daily basis. He said that if they tried to gather two days' worth, except for the day before the Sabbath, the extra would rot. Sure enough, there were those who proved him right. Must have been those warriors. <laughs> Look to the great I am and live today. I love the way this poem explains it. I was regretting the past and fearing the future. Suddenly, my Lord was speaking. My name is I am. He paused. I waited. He continued. When you live in the past with its mistakes and regrets, it is hard. I am not there. My name is not I was. When you live in the future with its problems and fears, it is hard. I am not there. My name is not I will be. When you live in this moment, it is not hard. I am here. My name is I am. When we place our confidence daily in God alone, we're well on our way to beating the worry syndrome. In other words, take it one day at a time. I'm only human, and I'm just a woman.
uninformed part? Well, that's where we need to work a bit. I've heard it said that there are over 8,000 promises in the Bible for believers. It behooves us to learn what they are, so in our downtimes, we have something to draw from. God is not only the great I am, he's also the great I will. Here are but a few of the I will promises for those who put their trust in him. Isaiah 49:15b. I will not forget you. Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Psalm fifty fifteen. I will deliver you when you call upon me in your day of trouble. Psalm one o three five. I will satisfy your desires with good things. Isaiah forty one ten b. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah sixty six thirteen. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. John fourteen thirteen. You may ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. John fourteen eighteen. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. John fourteen twenty one b. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. John fourteen three. I will come back and take you to be with me. In the vernacular, he will adopt you into his family and be both father and mother to you. He'll be your own personal coach, your bodyguard, your guide through life, your security blanket, your counselor, your source of blessing, and your eternal future. What more could you want? Are you prepared to face the worry makers of the day? Practice applying the promise verses to your life. And put on your spiritual armor mentioned in Ephesians 6 before you go out the door. Worry is an enemy. We need to treat it as such. When we profess our faith in Jesus, we have the Son of the living God interceding for us. We are part of His church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. So don't worry. Be happy. Because God is faithful. and believing that 
You've been listening to Grace Notes. For more information about this ministry, write to Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Faustin, Maryland 21047, or email us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your Grace Notes be a song of praise.